Welcome to Life Together, a podcast for Gresham Bible Church, where we exist to glorify God in being disciples who make disciples of all people through the transforming power of the gospel. Our annual week of prayer and fasting is coming up later this month from February 19th through February 25th. In preparation for that, this episode is a conversation about prayer and fasting and why we do this as a church. Whether you've done something like this before or not, I hope you'll find this episode helpful and encouraging because Jesus expected his followers to fast. In Matthew 6, Jesus said to his followers, when you fast, not if, but when. The prayer and fasting page on our website is a great resource, and there you'll also find the prayer guide for this year. We trust this discussion will help you lean into this often neglected means of grace in your life as a Christian and in our life together as a local church. are sitting in our amazing podcast studios, otherwise known as the community room. And today we're going to have a conversation about our upcoming week of prayer and fasting, which will be February 19th through the 25th this year. This will be, uh, I believe, our third or fourth um, annual week of prayer and fasting. So just want to Use this episode as a time to kind of um, make it conversational about it, give people some information. But before we jump into fasting, let's enter the conversation on the other end of the spectrum through the door of feasting. Mm-hmm. So, brothers, if you could have a feast of your own choosing, what are a few of the things that you would have included in your feast? And I'm assuming this is a feast with meat. Not just the salad. <laughs> so what, what would you have? Jordan, we'll start with you. What would your feast entail? Um, I don't miss much about Kansas City, Missouri, but I do miss the barbecue. Mm-hmm. And there are many items in Kansas City that um, I would enjoy. I love a good brisket. And I like I like the, the sweet sauce that they use in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Some good giant caveman beef ribs. Um, they had, they do burnt ends is a big thing they do in Kansas city, which is the ends of the brisket. And oh man, the way they do those, yes. there's this one, uh, one place that wasn't actually too far from where we lived that they did, um, deep fried macaroni balls. <laughs> so it was like macaroni and cheese deep fried. Oh, they were so good. That sounds so good. awesome. Really? I'm adding that to my yeah. feast. Yeah. Uh, we actually had. A, a funny feast uh, fasting story. We were going through the seven deadly sins as a sermon series and I had gluttony, which was good. Uh, it's not just about eating, but later that evening we had a uh, barbecue cook off and dessert <laughs> option for our youth that <laughs> on evening. On the Sunday you preached on yeah. gluttony. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. I got to, I got Man, to, that sounds counterproductive. Oh, it was so <laughs> yes. funny. So I got to start my sermon by saying, I'm talking about gluttony today. Before I do that, let me just plug, I need you all to bring the best barbecue dishes you can tonight. Oh, Jordan, which that's was awesome. so funny. And I I would top it all off, if, especially if it is my last meal. Um, I always thought the best way to die would be to put my mouth under the waterfall of the glaze at uh, Krispy Kreme Donuts. Krispy Kreme. <laughs> Just put my mouth right under that until I can no longer swallow. What a way to go. Uh, so, 
You got to get that, that sweet to balance the salty of barbecue. So that's, that's, I am that's my. I'm not going to get that visual out of my mind. <laughs> so you'd be covered in glaze if you had an open casket idea. Like, hey, there's George sure. covered yeah, in crispy cream glaze. I would smell how he yeah, went. Exactly. Oh, I'd Sorry. smell so good. It smells so good. I could have some in the, the lobby for everybody as well. Yeah. Uh, so good. Would you have any certain drinks along with your feast? I, I love just a good chocolate milkshake. Ooh, Probably yeah, goes with true. everything. If I'm just like wrong. eating 12,000 calories, if that's what we're talking here. Yeah, this bottomless. Had a milkshake on that. Yeah, bottomless. Uh, I like your feast. I want to hang out with you at your feast. Yeah. Okay. Todd, how about you? What would your feast include? Probably any Brazilian barbecue Ooh. would be my favorite place to eat. Mm. Yeah. I've never yes. had Brazilian barbecue. Can we go after this? <laughs> um, yes. It is a... Uh, yeah, I, I I don't go often, but when I go, it's it's wonderful. Is there a good so, place in Portland you go to? There's there's Brazil Grill, um, and then there is um, Fuego de Chao. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. And of course, you know <laughs> the nice thing. The the, uh, the latter, I think, is superior to Brazil Grill. The nice thing about Brazil Grill is that for dessert they bring out the pineapple that's been. Um, rolled in in cinnamon and sugar and then they put that over the open flame and then they come and they cut off pieces and it is amazing that sounds so good it is amazing where is brazil grill it's it's downtown it's probably just a few blocks from from fuego de chao research is needed last week let's go yep yep okay anything else in your feast Um, i i love i i love pie Ooh, yeah. I, I I love anything my daughter makes for sure. Mm. If she's cooking, I'm in. And yeah. yeah. Okay. Good. I think about this kind of stuff way too often. So um, I think I would want to hang out at both of you brothers' feasts. That sounds good. <laughs> uh, I'd want a good smash burger in there. Can't go wrong with a good smash burger. Some amazing tacos would be awesome, especially kind of when it's cooked off a spit and you just shave you know the mm-hmm. the meat right off so yeah i i think about often new heavens and new earth what we'll eat that'll be a future podcast that the three of us will <laughs> agree to disagree in some ways whether there is meat or not on the new heavens and new earth but nope. that's a future conversation <laughs> yeah we'll go to the brazil brazil grill and talk about that all right so that sounds all right. good all right so um let's talk about our upcoming week of prayer and fasting again this is something now that's living in the life of our church uh fasting is a spiritual discipline um, not out of a way that's legalistic or meriting God's favor. Um, I just want to put this as a placeholder for those that are going to listen to this podcast. If you've been at GBC for a while, you've heard this. If not, like just open your Bible to Matthew 6, right after the Lord's Prayer. Jesus says, when you fast. So the expectation is Christ followers fast. That's a rhythm in their life. And when we see in Scripture that's primarily talking about food, It's not only food, and some people have medical reasons or something that they can't, but when you hear us talk about fasting, hence why we talked about feasting first, it's more um, around food. So uh, I'll share a few of the details, kind of help people know what to expect. But first, I just kind of wanted to hear from from you guys. What are your thoughts, whether personal experiences or observations, you know, with other Christians or in the life of the local church? 
what um, would come to mind for you about why or the benefits of being intentional about having a time of of prayer and fasting? So just kind of open-ended. Todd, anything come to mind for you? Well, I was impressed that third or fourth year in a row, I thought you just mm. started last year because I showed up and <laughs> <laughs> you wanted to impress me with, with deep spirituality. Uh, That's great. <laughs> which I just have to say real quick before you continue, we're not supposed to date these podcasts, but we are recording the day before the one year anniversary of you officially coming uh, on staff. Oh, here, is brother. that really? Yeah, so, yeah, that's right. It is. Yeah, yeah. I'm thankful for you. Oh, blessing. Well, wow. yes, that's great. I, Doubly so on my end. Really yeah. grateful to be here. Yeah. Uh, um, prayer and fasting. I, I it it is a a sacrifice, and and it's not easy. Um, it is uh, an act of 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 dependence and uh, relinquishing something. It's. Uh, it, it, it is an act of, of, of giving something up, um, not because, again, we, we don't leverage anything with the Lord, but it does, it does demonstrate our, our dependence on God, mm -hmm. which is interesting that we would give something up to show our dependence, but, mm -hmm. but that, that's really what we're doing. Um, and I, you, you have a built-in kind of prayer clock i suppose because when you start to get hungry that's when you should for however long you're fasting mm -hmm. you should yeah you should pray um yeah well, i'll just i'll stop mm -hmm. there that's good yeah jordan how about you yes yeah, similar of i haven't done a lot of fasting before in my life so it's been fun doing the fun <laughs> it's been good <laughs> a good discipline to do yeah. it in biblical and to have so many people participate in the church, but yeah, the dependency thing, absolutely. I've felt more dependent on God during the weeks we've done this than any other time I feel like in my life. And you start to realize, oh, wow, I, I, I snack a lot, right? You know, I enjoy food and I think it's okay to enjoy food, but uh, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's like, okay, I'm hungry. It is time to pray. And I've always been so thankful for how well you guys do on the the guides that you do for this to work our way through those and to know that there's other brothers and sisters that at that moment are probably praying the same time as you because they're hungry around the same time as you. But yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just such an easy, like natural bodily reminder to turn mm -hmm. to God. Yeah. And I found that in the weeks post week of prayer and fasting that there's definitely a boost to my prayer life as well. <laughs> um, you know, it's almost like doing like a, a boot camp sports training thing or something of doing two a days or whatever. Like I'm just praying way more often than normal because that's when I would be eating or something. And so it just kind of carries over a little bit. So I've always enjoyed doing this and yeah. I'm really thankful that our church does it. Yeah, me too. I appreciate you bringing it up that uh, yes, it is a personal um, spiritual discipline, but we're intentionally doing it corporately and not as a way to like impress each other or again, like have like your spiritual letterman's jacket of mm -hmm. pins on your chest, but to lean into it together as a church of, of spending um, a week of fasting for most people that'll be sun up to sundown. Some will fast for consecutive days in a row, um, but to know, to your point, other brothers and sisters are doing it. We'll have two different um, corporate prayer meetings during the week. Uh, more information again to come, but just a time and a space to come together with those that are fasting that week too and just go before the Lord together. Um, 
yeah, so um, more information will be coming out. Just a few quick details. And I want to ask you guys a few more questions. So there'll be a spot on the website that'll give kind of the foundational framework for, you know, what is fasting? What are some helpful ways to think about it? What's the purpose of prayer? Really want to disciple um, people into this. And then there'll be a specific guide where this year we'll be praying through Psalm 33 together, which is one of my favorite Psalms, uh, specifically focusing on verses 20 through 22 that are going to focus our minds and our hearts on hoping in God because of his steadfast love. Um, in the midst of our need and our dependency. So want to encourage people to um, be intentional about their week of prayer and fasting. Use those resources on the website. The Psalm 33 prayer guide uh, will be given out um, at church. There'll be um, copies in the back and just want to give a quick thank you to Lindsay Bach. Lindsay um, asked if if it would be helpful for her to help edit and mm. give her input on this this year. And she's been a huge blessing to mm-hmm. me and to Noel and um, producing this together. So it's awesome to see our, our church um, engaging with this. And, and it's not just me sitting in my office doing this. We're doing yeah. this together as a church, which is really cool. So yeah, what, so let's say someone hasn't really thought about about fasting as a spiritual discipline, like in a distinctly Christian way. What do you think from conversations you've had or just your own thoughts, what could be some misconceptions around fasting that maybe people would bring to the table, um, so to speak in this, you know, things you'd maybe draw our attention to or just help people to think um, as biblically as possible about fasting. Anything come to mind for you that way? There might be people who think that that you're you're leveraging um, as something uh, it, towards God, uh, like and like like you're because you're giving this up that you're obligating God to do something. Mm-hmm. Um, there might be those who think that maybe the purpose of this is that the Lord just wants us to be miserable. And so this is, <laughs> yes. this is a spiritual discipline. Yeah. Um, and like we're flogging of, ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. And, and, and the Lord gets his jollies or something off that. And, and yep. that, that's not true right. at all. Um, yeah. Those are, those are a couple yeah, that I could I think thought of. of yeah. like, if people are trying to compare this to Gideon and the fleece or something like that of, because a lot of times people say, uh, I'm really seeking an answer from God. So we're fasting right now as if like, you're always going to get exactly that audible answer from God that you're looking for when you fast, which mm-hmm. there's no guarantee of that. Um, he might reveal something to you. And I think fasting, fasting helps us to slow down and to, take those times we would be doing something as simple as eating to be talking to God and listening to God. Um, so yeah, perhaps he'll say something to you during the week, but he says something every time we open up his word though as well. So like, yeah, I don't think people should be expecting like at the end of the week, you know, I, I, I jumped to sanctification levels and now like, you, <laughs> you know, leveled up. Yeah. Leveled yeah. Up. Like, yeah, you're, I'm even more in tune with God than I've ever been before. I hope that happens, mm-hmm. but that's, that's not necessarily going to. It's it's really just supposed to be to help us, as Todd said, 
the first time to be dependent on God, to recognize our dependence on him and to, I think, be more mindful of spending time with him. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if in the life of our church, maybe I'm projecting myself, but in a day in which we have so many inputs all the time and like our souls probably even feel noisy, mm-hmm. like it would seem like the discipline of fasting would be life-giving and a breath of fresh air. But because we're so used to always like consuming things and busyness, mm-hmm. it almost like it it hurts to fast in some yeah. kind of way. Like it's just so counter-cultural. Um, yeah, I guess something I did want to bring up as well, again, the biblical kind of pattern we see or emphasis is on on food, but I want to help, um, and I want to hear you guys talk about this here in a minute, I want to help encourage our church when I say this, I'm speaking to myself too, to set down your screens during this week of prayer and fasting. I know that's scary, but... Uh, for a multitude of reasons, but I wonder what it would be like if a lot of the life of our church from young people to the oldest saints don't engage with their phones or social media over this one week. I promise no one will die from that. (laughs) And I wonder if there could be some blessings and starting to taste maybe a better way. So um, like Jordan, for you, student ministries, when you hear me say that, how do you think some of the students would hear and receive that? Uh, I think there would be some pushback and, <laughs> well, but I need it for, you know, excuse making of why there's no way they could do that. Um, yeah, uh, I I think it'd be good. That You want to talk about some discipline, there'd be some discipline there. Um, oh, yeah. Maybe maybe you are getting into the realm of flogging ourselves though by suggesting that, Mike. I don't know if that I'm is only suggesting that because the NFL season will be over. Yeah, by that's that point true. In that time. is. So yeah, yes, hey. yeah, yeah. Spring training hasn't started yet for baseball. Not that many people care about baseball. Yeah, I I think that's a great thing. I I would commit to to doing that. I would need yeah. to send some text messages on my phone for communication purposes. Yeah, but other than totally. that, I don't need to be on my phone. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just again. This is me just kind of being maybe over philosophizing, but wondering, yeah, from a pastoral perspective, what that could look like in the life of our small to mid-sized Gresham Bible Church, if a majority of the members were to um, not engage with their screens, unless you know there's certain have to for work or something. But as part of the fasting, um, that would just be an interesting time, and to hear people talk about it, and maybe it would help us realize perhaps we're abiding in that more than God's word and God's ways. So yeah, yeah. that's good. Anyway. Yeah. And I say that as I know I would have a hard time without myself. Yeah, you tell us how it goes with your kids and then we'll implement those <laughs> yeah. same strategies. Well, how, how, how it would go with myself. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, yeah, that'd be hard. Good point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there will be two times of uh, corporate prayer gatherings that week. Again, more details will come over the next few weeks, but just kind of want to set the scene for people. Um, if you can't engage with those, totally fine. A prayer really lives in the life of our church, in our community groups. We value prayer in our Sunday gatherings. We have a monthly prayer meeting. So not trying to layer upon layer church busyness. But if you can, on the rhythm of your life, find a time to come. There'll be one a weeknight. Uh, prayer meeting that week and one Saturday morning, I bet it would really bless you and encourage you to come along with some other people who've been praying too. So um, yeah. Any encouragements you brothers would give to someone who maybe has never engaged 
in this kind of way with prayer and fasting and maybe even someone who just recently came to faith in Christ? Like what encouragements would you give? I've always enjoyed that we end on a Sunday. And so when we take communion that, you know, we GBC is kind of unique in how we talk about communion, which is biblical of that, you know, this is a family meal. This is a feast. You know, we, we actually use that kind of word, even though it's a single piece of cracker and point five ounces of juice or wine, <laughs> but it, it has brought more significance to me hmm. the years we've done the week of prayer and fasting when you take communion then of, yeah, of uh, not that like that's the sustenance <laughs> calorie wise that's going to get me through the day, but like it's making you think about that hmm. feast in a different way and that everyone, not everyone, but those who have also participated in the week as they're also taking that meal, it's like another physical sign of the dependency that we have on Christ yeah. all being played out. And so it, it's made communion more special for me wow, um, word. of doing yeah, that. Yeah. So, yeah. and I hope it would do that for others as well. Yeah, Maybe think about it if you haven't thought about it before. That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Any cautions or encouragements you'd give it anybody? I would say uh, participate, but don't set overwhelming goals or don't have overwhelming expectations that that's good that you will I, set set modest goals if this feels like it's too much yeah. um uh, have have a prayer plan and, mm-hmm. and and if it's you know five minutes every hour then that's that's great mm-hmm. um and then you know the meal uh, the the food um it, start with something modest there as well um you know you uh, yes uh, eat, eat when the sun is down or 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 just wait until lunch for your first meal of the day if if you've never done anything like this before so you could start there and um, that's a really good encouragement yeah. amen that yeah. sunday the 25th we'll go to the Brazilian barbecue. It's a challenge to celebrate. Right. I was just going to say one of my favorites <laughs> with our shrunken stomachs. <laughs> it won't be worth eat. it at all. Yeah. <laughs> it won't That's be worth right. it at all. Uh, yeah. No, one of my uh, favorite times over these last few years as Gresham Bible Church, Jordan, I'd echo your point of partaking of communion, the Lord's Supper together on that Sunday. And then also just being intentional in how you're going to break your fast with yeah. other members of GBC. Like it's really cool. Uh, I know there's youth group. Sunday night, mm-hmm. um, maybe some families who have youth, you know, can find a time to hang out at each other's house or connect just to break that fast, not in isolation, but with some of, uh, your fellow GBCers is like really like beautiful and fun. I encourage people to think about it that way. Uh, I, for one anticipate having a large blizzard from Dairy Queen that <laughs> night. So I'm going to be looking forward to that. Uh, maybe Brazil grill too, although yeah, could have some issues there. So, um, yeah, just wanted to encourage Gresham Bible Church to be thinking ahead of time about this. So again, it's um, starting uh, February 19th. That's a Monday, and that'll go through that following Sunday through the 25th. So just be thinking, praying about what this can look like in your life, uh, not in a performance kind of way, but just to lean into our dependency on on God together. You know you'll be hearing about it more in some church updates, some announcements. Any questions, uh, please come talk to me. Um, and like, like, Todd said, 
be um, purposeful, intentional, and just simple in how you're going to engage with this. Like give yourself grace. If you've never done something like this before, just start small and that that's good. But to be engaged with it together um, as a church, I, I think is, is powerful. And I'm excited to hear about people's testimonies in it and what this has been like for people. And, and just to last thing before I forget, um, three categories each day in the prayer guide through Psalm 33 that we're going to be intentional to pray about together in the life of our church is growth and evangelism. So you'll see some guided prayers on that. Uh, a prayer for the Lord to give us a long-term facility. We're going to keep praying about that. <laughs> and then the third one is we're going to be praying about 2024 and it being an election year. And we're just going to lean in and pray about it together in view of God's word and what Psalm 33 says. So um, I hope uh, our church will really, again, um, want to take advantage of this and do this together. And I'm excited to just hear and see how life-giving it could be for us. So yeah, discussion about week of prayer and fasting. And guys, we may have to go to the Brazil grill that week after this. So (laughs) yes, yeah, cool. All right, Um, as normal, if any of this sparks uh, questions, concerns, uh, any of it, you can reach out to me at Mike at Gresham Bible.org. And we do this every so often realized haven't done it in a while. Want to thank our friends at humble beast for the great uh, music that we can use on the podcast. So appreciate, uh, those brothers and sisters in that ministry. So thanks to humble beast. All right. Gresham Bible church. Love you until next time.